important thing to keep in mind is voter intent, voter integrity. Making sure that a voter who's on the list is legally able to vote. And that's what we'll continue to work towards and work with the three groups as we move forward. I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. And this is another episode of Fact Check. Our guest today was recently elected state chairman of the Republican Party of Wisconsin. He serves in this role as an unpaid volunteer. His day job has him running Waukesha County as the county executive, uh, a job he was elected to in April of 2015. He was elected to the Wisconsin State Assembly in 2010 and the State Senate in 2012. His mother is former Wisconsin Lieutenant Governor Margaret Farrow. He assumes the responsibilities as state chairman at a time when many conservatives are wondering if elections in Wisconsin are fraudulent. Some people actually assume that there is such massive fraud that their votes don't matter. He joins us today to set the record straight about the three current investigations into the 2020 elections in Wisconsin. Welcome to the Fact Check podcast, Paul Farrow, Republican State Chairman on Election Investigations. Hey, Jenneville, thanks for having me. Paul, I just have to say your mom raised you right. Welcome to Fact Check. Thanks, Bill. I appreciate that. You know, when we were growing up, I got four brothers, and we were told that we use our skills and our talents to serve others when we can. And I followed in mom's footsteps in elected office, but I'm looking forward to helping the party grow and continue to get strengthened so we can get back in control in 2022. You're good enough to come on today and help shed some light onto investigations that are happening right now in our state. There are currently three investigations ongoing. One is led in the state legislature by Michelle Branchen. She's leading the Assembly Committee on Campaigns and Elections. The Legislative Auto Bureau is conducting an investigation. They do this after every election. And then probably the most recent is the appointment of former state Supreme Court Justice Michael Gableman to the role of special counsel. And that appointment carries some weight with it. There's actually some legal authority behind it. There seems to be a lot of confusion about these investigations And there are even groups out there that seem to be undermining the credibility of the investigations. And sadly, there are some conservative groups that seem to be casting doubt on the validity of the elections. Isn't it true that a lot of these people who are casting doubt about these investigations, in some cases trying to exploit the situation for political gain? Yeah, Bill, when you look at the three and... The the one I just want to correct, it's uh, Representative Janelle Branchin that is leading the Assembly Committee. Um, when I look at the three different approaches that are occurring right now, uh, I think part of it comes out of, like you said, we've had a lot of anxiety, a lot of anger, and a lot of uncertainty about the elections in 2020. Uh, I Unfortunately, I think there are some in the groups that are capitalizing on that. Uh, we've heard stories that there are political groups in Arizona that are raising private funds to help, quote, offset the costs for the Maricopa County audit. Uh, What we're hearing is not all of those funds are going toward the audit, which means they're trying to make some money for themselves. Um, What I want to make sure people realize is the very most important thing, their votes matter. And our responsibility is to ensure that we are creating a system that that vote matters, that that individual, when they cast their ballot, it's getting counted and it's getting counted properly. When I look at the Legislative Audit Bureau 
It is a nonpartisan group. It has done a number of audits. When I was in the legislature, they are very good, skillful people. They're going to look at something in a totally different shade than, say, Representative Branchin, who's looking at kind of that forensic audit and wondering about the validity of the machines and the data systems that are used in the tabulation. And then you bring in, like you said, Justice Gableman. Uh, he will have the strength of the, the subpoena power from the speaker to inform people, enforce people, to bring information to him so that they can take a look at it. Uh, what I would love to try to do is, again, try to bring some clarity as what's going on. And I think the most important thing to keep in mind is voter intent, voter integrity, making sure that a voter who's on the list is legally able to vote. And that's what we'll continue to work towards and, and work with the three groups as we move forward. Isn't the real threat here that conservatives fall into this trap of believing that there was so much fraud that their vote doesn't matter? You know, when we look back on the results of the election, we saw that Republican candidates for Congress, state assembly, state Senate, they all earned about 1,660,000 votes. And and that was 30,000 more votes than Joe Biden received. So shouldn't Republicans and conservative voters be looking at this and saying, hey, we have great opportunities in 2022. We can win statewide elections. Unfortunately, Donald Trump uh, didn't carry as many votes, but we should really be looking at that and being confident about our opportunity next year. Isn't that right? I, I believe so. And when you look at it, when you look at the vote numbers, um, I'll go back to, let's say, 2016. And we had a lot of people that voted for the first time, came out and supported President Trump. It was the first time that Wisconsin went red in a decade plus for a president. And so when we look at that, keep in mind that recount, when they went statewide, changed about 150 to 200 votes total between the two parties. And that was brought by the Green Party candidate. So the integrity that we have Again, down to that election, we still use a paper ballot. We have a paper trail that not only has the ballot, it has a printout from the tabulation machine. It has the data from the tabulation machine stored on a data disk that is provided to the county clerk. And then at the end of the night, that data is uploaded to the clerk. All three of those things, four of those things have to coincide in order for them to affirm that the votes were done properly. And so I think what I'm trying to get people to realize is we've got some pretty good benchmarks in place to ensure integrity. The concern that I think a lot of people have, and, and when I read resolutions from other uh, county parties and around the state, before this all happened, it's the ballots in the park. It's the ballot boxes that were thrown up last year, indefinite confinement. It was changing how we allowed people to get on the ballots and get the ballots in under the guise of a COVID pandemic that the Wisconsin Elections Commission changed that caused a lot of the angst that we're seeing in this 2020 election. And part of that was that clerks in heavy Democrat areas like Dane County, Milwaukee County, and right here in the city of La Crosse, they sent out unprecedented numbers of absentee ballots. Here in the city of La Crosse, a city of 50,000 people, the number of absentee ballots increased from 8,600 ballots in 2016 
to over 17,000 ballots in 2020. That resulted in a huge increase in Democrat votes, over 6,000 additional Democrat votes. We know they were doing ballot harvesting. But this also created an unequal system in our state where people in heavily Democratic areas were receiving absentee ballots, and most likely people who live in rural areas where maybe they didn't have access uh, to broadband, maybe their opportunity to request an absentee ballot wasn't as great. So there are a lot of things that can explain uh, how the Democrats increased their vote totals. I, I, for one, believe that it was this huge increase in the number of absentee ballots that were mailed out. And I would agree. I think that they took advantage, unfortunately, of a pandemic and, and a concern that people had for their public health to skirt state law, to take the Wisconsin Elections Commission to create some rules that were outside of the bounds that they could. And then, as you said, some of the county clerks decided on their own that they could go above and beyond because of a pandemic. And that's the challenge that we have, is making sure that we have a level playing field for all 5.8 million people in Wisconsin. You know, when you think about the majority of them can be our voting age, make sure that they get their vote counted and counted properly. Make sure that they have the same access to the ballot. Make sure that they have the same access to voting across municipal lines, county lines, and, and make sure that we are incurring good legislation that allows that to happen. And that's what we're going to continue to work with, with our legislative partners in the Senate and the Assembly to get that done. I wanted to share with you another criticism that I recently heard, and uh, someone suggested that Justice Mike Gableman's investigation wasn't a real investigation. But I I heard uh, Justice Gableman speak at our last state executive committee meeting. He was talking about the scope of his investigation. Can you tell us just a little bit about whether or not Mike Gableman's investigation is a real investigation? In talking with the justice, um, and I've known him for over a decade, and I have the full and utmost respect, when it comes to an individual who maintains the letter of the law and understands his responsibility in this position, he will be thorough, and he will look at all different sides and all different angles of this issue to make sure that he's got all the information that's needed. Talking with him, I think that... Speaker Voss has given him the latitude to say, do what you need to do, has given him the subpoena powers to impel people, compel people to bring information that he wants to see to make sure that this has occurred and the election occurred either in good shape or if there was fraudulent activities, what were they and what can we do to correct them? I think he picked a good person. I think the justice is a great individual, and he will take this on and make sure that he gets to the bottom of it. I've seen uh, news reports that have been critical of the $680,000 that's been appropriated by the legislature to support Justice Gableman's investigation. I, w- I would argue that that seems like a, uh, a substantial amount of money to begin conducting an investigation. And like you, I have absolute confidence in the fact that Mike Gableman is going to seek the truth, whatever that might be, whether it shows that there was uh, fraudulent voting in the state or whether it shows that our election was conducted with integrity. Uh, I believe that the people of Wisconsin deserve to have that certainty. 
So, Paul Farrow, congratulations on your election to be chairman of the state Republican Party of Wisconsin. I thank you for your volunteerism. So many people don't realize that you're volunteering your time to do this. Well, I appreciate it, Bill. It is um, it is one that I am taking up in, in looking at the responsibility, really to ensure that we've got the right people in the right place in the right time to lead this state back to where we need to be. We saw it occur under Governor Walker. We saw the strength of our economy continue to grow. We've had a hiccup here under the lack of leadership under Governor Evers, and it's time to get us back on the right track and moving forward again. I'll just remind our listeners that your vote does matter. It's crucial that conservatives show up and vote in 2022. This is a defining election for our communities, our state, and our nation. Thank you, Paul Farrow. I'm Bill Fian. And I'm Jen O'Brien, and this was another episode of Fact Check. Uh, Join the conversation on our Facebook group, Fact Check Wisdom with Bill Fian, or subscribe to this podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts. 